1: Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper.
0: You know, you can ask the question, what makes a good church member? Or, you know, how do I become a good church member? I, You know, I think the question is, am I a follower of Jesus Christ and in doing so, membership will come and take its place. Nathan, being a follower of Christ is more than walking an aisle, being baptized, or uh, as a child, you know, being sprinkled and, you know, christened and all of that. Being a follower of Christ is really a change of life. The Bible makes it plain that once we come to Christ, we're a new creation in Him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that new creation uh, has to grow, and it has to— Continue to um, like every day, you know, die to self, but also um, live in that resurrection of Jesus, and learning how to do that is as we follow Jesus's discipleship. and And it's important to also we 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 we're bad here in the U.S. <laughs> to forget that it's not about it's not an individual it's not an individualistic faith. You know, it's it's about us. It's not about just me. It's about us, and so when you talk about a being a church member, um, you can't be a member by yourself. You know, you, you're a member with people. You're, you're a part of a a body, part of a group, part of a family. So mm-hmm. that's always important to keep in mind.
0: When it we is. Talk about that.
1: You've you've been a part of several churches on staff and everything.
0: Can do you know the difference between those people that are serving the Lord with gladness and those that are just kind of well, this is my responsibility.
1: I got to do it. Is there a difference? Oh, there's 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 definitely a difference and uh here's the thing when when you're not a um joy-filled follower of Jesus and you're a part of a church, um you may not know it or not. I don't know if you do. <laughs> You might not recognize it in yourself, but everybody around you recognizes. (laughs) You're missing out on something. Well, this discussion has brought us
0: into the introduction to our guest today on Exploring Missions. It's Dr. Terry Couture, and he has written a book recently, The Secret of Being a Happy Church Member. Now, I want to tell you, happy church members. I've experienced some unhappy ones as well, you know. And uh, I just try to keep them away right before I go to the pulpit, you know, to be honest, you know, <laughs> keep keep that complainer away that it's too hot or too cold or whatever. And uh, but there are some secrets to it, you know. And uh, and so Dr. Terry Couture is our guest, a friend, uh pastor. How many years, Terry? Forty four. Forty four years. And he was my pastor for a few years. Now, I wasn't a good church member as far <laughs> as attendance was concerned because I was— But you were happy. I was happy, you bet. Yeah. I was I was out preaching and teaching in other churches and interim. And But where my membership is, Terry was the pastor and recently retired from there. You really retreated, didn't you?
2: Yeah, I hadn't quite figured out what retirement means yet, but I'm <laughs> still working on that.
0: Yeah, well, you and your wife, Dale— uh three daughters. How many grandchildren now, brother? Uh nine. Nine grandchildren. He's beating you. He is. He's way ahead of me. Well, way to go. And I've done my part, so I, you, I you, can't you, say yeah, it yeah. is finished. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is good to have you today and we're excited about it. Tell us what brought about you writing this book.
2: Over forty-four years I saw uh, some things about people being happy. And to be frank, it comes from the Bible. Uh, where Jesus took his 12, paired them up in twos, and sent them out. Uh, They were skeptical. They were a little scared. You could tell by reading the passage. But when they came back, the Bible says they were full of joy and excited and rejoicing. Uh, Jesus could have done a better job than they could have done, but he (laughs) knew they needed to participate. And, uh, to be frank, uh, the things I wrote in the book, I have not read anywhere. They might be out there, but I just hadn't read them. You know, it's like buying a new
0: car. You think you got the only one, and then when you start driving them, you see it. So, But that is neat. It could but, be out there, it but, could I, be. but I haven't read it, but that's, so that's uh, why So I read it's it. coming basically from your experience of 44 years of past. That's
2: true. It's 12 chapters, uh, 12 different sections, uh, celebration, uh, giving. All these different things that are – there's something inside of us that holds us back at first. But then once we get into it, uh, that's where joy comes from.
1: Hmm. Yeah, you know, um, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. But um, there's one way to look at it is you could be a follower of Jesus. You could be a Christian, born again, saved, a member of a church maybe for years and years – and still kind of focused on yourself, you know, like me-centered. Yeah. Um, and until you kind of cross that line of like death to self or um, so sacrificially serving others and and you start kind of wanting to serve and pour into others, um, be a part of something bigger than yourself, um, I think that's where the joy, mm-hmm. the happiness is found is – you know what I mean? You you can't find it within yourself. It's got to be outside of you. Obviously, it's in Jesus, ultimately. Um, is, would you also say an unhappy church member is a selfish church member? Would you say something like that? Oh,
2: self-centeredness <laughs> always leads to unhappiness. He yes. lifted his
0: voice up a little higher yes. on that one. Because
1: yes. You can tell he's
0: pastored. Yes.
2: Pastor. yes. yes. Um, and, and one of the reasons I wrote this uh, gave me a chance since 1986— I've been on a mission trip every year except two years during COVID. Um, And a lot of it was the joy I got from it. It's hard to describe. You go on a trip, it's hot, the (laughs) smells, the food. And the showers are cold. And Oh, I've been shocked. (laughs) You know in Central America they have these things, and they'll shock you if you're not careful. (laughs) Oh, gosh. And if you're not careful, you tell all these things to people, and they think, ooh, And then you say it was one of the greatest weeks of this year, and they don't equate the two. But participation, uh, you want me to tell you a story? We're ready.
0: We love stories here on sporting Uh, Missions.
2: I went to uh, Haiti a while back, and uh, if you've ever been to Haiti, it's one of the poorest countries out there. Uh, Went to a village, and we were assigned to a church, and uh, we saw a lot of folks saved um and so the last day we were there we had a baptismal ceremony they had a baptistry outside right next to the church it's just concrete block kind of thing foot and a half of water and (laughs) so we anyway and i was the one baptizing and i don't know how i couldn't see my feet that tells you something okay got you anyway so we had all these people praying in baptizing them great service I had a partner that had never been on a mission trip. He had sent others. He's a, literally a millionaire from Oklahoma. Uh, but he had told me at the beginning of the week, I, I just can't share the gospel. I'm too nervous. I'll mess it up, da, da 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 So all through the week, I kept trying to get him to do it, and he just wouldn't. So we go back to uh, – We had a little hut kind of thing where we were staying. It had a shower in it. I was getting ready to take a shower. All of a sudden, this little boy ran in and said, there are many people out here who have come. They've walked a long way, and they have heard they can meet Jesus here. Hmm. That was exactly what he said. (laughs) I looked at my partner and said, I've got to take a shower. You go out there and do the best you can. (laughs) So I went and took a shower, got dressed, went out, and there were, it, gosh, there were eight people just beaming. They were all an extended family. They were just beaming from one ear to another. But I looked at my partner, and he, he had a bigger smile than any of them. And He had led eight people to Jesus, Amen. Amen. and he turned to me and said, this is the greatest day of my life.
0: Yeah.
2: Amen. And what it was was participation, yeah. you know. And be fact, in fact, the first uh, chapter in the book is participation. There's something inside of all of us that holds back from participation. We're afraid we're not good enough. Not, you know, there's all these excuses. But Jesus knew His disciples would never reach a certain level of happiness unless they did, and that's why He sent them out and he's still sending us out today, even though we're in over our head a lot. We are. Uh, Listen, the times that I have
0: shared Christ, uh, it always doesn't produce what I would like for it to, but I have found out that it's never wasted. You know? I like God. God uses it somewhere. Most of the time, uh, I know Hillary Clinton got you know, scorched by saying it takes a village concerning raising children. And I agree. I came up with a cliche, but the village does help. Uh, it I was raised in a small community and, uh, praise the Lord. My mom and dad, they raised us right. But at the same time, I had those others outside of my family that contributed and it blessed me. Mm -hmm. But in a church, you know, usually it takes more than one witness to reach someone. You know, sowing the seed, watering, and you never know when it's going to happen. But when it comes about that that person comes to Christ on your watch, it it energizes and makes a big difference. But uh, you know, I've I've heard a story, and you've heard it too, about people that what what made you accept Jesus Christ as Savior? What did the preacher say that caused you to come to Christ? And they say, oh. Uh, I'd heard all that before But on the way here There was a guy that stopped off And helped me uh, They they helped me with my vehicle They've helped me with my house A, a group of people came from uh, Eight days of hope And and they repaired my house And then when I went to church I asked Christ into my life
2: Exactly That's
0: Is that the community And that's what we share together Isn't it guys
2: It is It really is You know, I had uh, my first church was northeast Ohio, and uh, oh my goodness, we had a guy that was chairman of deacons for twice while I was there, but he he wasn't saved till way later on in life. And uh, what happened, his five-year-old daughter started after him. What he would do, he would take his daughter and wife to church, drop them off, and come back and pick them up. If the pastor showed up at his house, he'd go to the basement or he'd go somewhere else, you know. But all of a sudden, his five-year-old daughter started talking to him, (laughs) and it convicted him. Amen. And all of a sudden, one Sunday, instead of dropping him off, he went inside. And I love this story. Halfway through the sermon, he just walked down the aisle. And the preacher (laughs) stopped and looked at him and said, Cal, can I help you? And he said, if you'll be quiet, I need to get saved. <laughs> <laughs> so they just stopped the service right then and had the invitation. A lot of but, sermons would, would yeah, be shorter yeah, if yeah, somebody was yeah, saved. Every, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but obviously it wasn't the sermon. It was his five-year-old daughter talking yeah. to him and going over the plan of salvation and all those kind of things. Yeah,
1: yeah. you know, we're, we're talking about sharing the good news of Jesus and whether that is seen as quote-unquote successful or not in, in the results that we're looking for, um, we can be happy when we share the gospel. Even Jesus used that word, you know, happy are you when you are even persecuted. When you when you share the good news of Jesus and you're rejected or you're um, you know persecuted in some way because of that, um, you can still be happy. So it's like um, the, 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 the preaching the gospel Is, you know, that we do want to see fruit, but the fruit can be within us as well. We can we can we need to hear ourselves preach the gospel, you know?
0: (laughs) We do. And when we see that and hear that, it makes a difference in other people's lives. Our guest today is Dr. Terry Cotraer. He's written a book, The Secrets of Being a Happy Church Member. How can people get this book, Terry? It's on Amazon. It is on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Surprise, surprise. Isn't that amazing? If you need it, go to Amazon, and that's what it is. But, again, he says it's 44 years of pastoring, writing this book, and sharing experiences and what he's learned. Well, tell us a little bit about the secrets. I know participation is one, but I heard something about giving. Is that – now, listen, uh, you're – touching a a subject that a lot of folks don't want to talk about, Terry. You mean
2: happiness and giving? Yeah, yeah. You know, the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. Uh, That doesn't – I remember as a kid hearing that thinking, no, that's (laughs) – (laughs) no. But it's true. It's true, and the only way to find out is to do it. Uh, Golly, there's a passage, and I allude to it in Deuteronomy that is real strange, you don't hear sermons on it because we probably don't trust our people with this passage. But it basically says that if you live too far away to bring your tithe to a house of worship, and back then they brought sheep and, you know, they had to herd something there. To sell it, what you would give is your tithe. Take the money and have a feast.
1: Yeah,
2: Is that not amazing? <laughs> yeah, it is. But what it is... He wants us to have the joy of giving, and the closest thing to it is having this feast and having people. sharing. But it's not quite as good as being able to give. You know, you read in the Old Testament when they gave for the tabernacle. Moses had to tell them to stop (laughs) because they were having so much fun giving, but they had more than they needed. The temple, they gave over a billion dollars in one day. Mercy. But they enjoy, they celebrated when they gave it. You know, uh, when we get our hearts to understanding, it feeds us when we give. Yeah. Uh, and then you see God work. Can I tell another story? A lot of stories. Okay. <laughs> uh, one of the things that happens, like when you participate, go on mission trips, and anything God calls you to do, and you do it, and you get over the hump and do it, He shows himself. Uh, I went to Brazil several years ago to Sao Paulo and uh, was assigned a church. There were 20 churches we were involved in. And uh, we saw a lot of good things happen. uh, And they provided. They fed us. They had a lady that took off work for a week and cooked for us and fed us. A few years later, I went to Montes Flores. I'm probably not saying that right, but it's 450 miles north of Sao Paulo. And uh, doing the same thing, we'd go to people's houses, share the faith, that kind of thing. We went one day to a family of three, mother, father, uh, about a 12-year-old daughter. We had talked for about 10 minutes, and finally we had a translator But uh, the wife looked at her husband and said, if you're not going to tell him, I'm going to. And I thought, what is this going to be? She said, did you go to Sao Paulo several years ago? I said, matter of fact, I did. She said, were you in this church? She named it. (laughs) And I said, yeah. Do you remember the woman who cooked for you? And I said, I always remember the woman who cooks for me. <laughs> she said, "That is my husband's sister." Oh, well. <laughs> and this guy now never away. Now how far? 450 away. miles. 450 miles. Both of them, there were about 20 churches involved, but I happened to be in the right church both times. This guy was not saved. Hmm. And when I looked at him and said, "Oh my goodness, God's telling you something," and you know what he said? He sure is. <laughs> <laughs> and so all three of them got, um, and it, you know, in third world countries, they'll get down on their knees. Oh, man, you know? amen. And, but it just reaffirmed to me, he's out there. He's moving. He's working. Mm-hmm. In the midst of the mess we see, yeah.
1: he's still there. So um, you've been... Pastor, you've pastored for 44 years. You've been on multiple uh, short term mission trips. Yep. Can, I, this is kind of, might be hard. I don't know. Can you name maybe how many states that you've pastored in and how many different countries you visited? Along states
2: the way? one,
0: two, three. Uh, I believe Ohio. I name them Ohio, Alabama, and Mississippi.
2: That's it. Yeah. That's it. I knew. So yeah, I know in which. Well. <laughs> 20. I don't know. Okay. Now, some of them, obviously, more than once. Yeah. Everything, I've been to Cambodia twice. Uh, gosh. Is it Belize three or four times? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I
0: want to ask you one o- more thing, and that's um, hospitality and the thing that really caught me in third world countries, especially Honduras and Nicaragua that I spent time yeah. in, is the hospitality that those yeah. people show. Even lost, even those that are unchurched, lost, they, their, their culture is hospitality. And honestly, if we could learn that in, in our culture, United States culture, more than we do I think we would have happier church members as well.
2: You know, the classic, Bert, was Ukraine. I went there in 93, three years after the Iron Curtain fell. And these people for, what, 70 years had been taught there is no God, the United States is your enemy. I mean, all those kind of things. When I got there, I was a little apprehensive, went to a little – village named Rakitna outside of Chernovese, and uh, the principal found I was there. She came and got me, took me to the school, and I made it very clear that I'd talk about America, but I wanted to talk about Jesus, too. That was not a problem whatsoever. Um, I mean, we were in a church where if you were a male over 40, you had spent time in Siberia, mm. Because you were a male in that church, I mean that was your crime. I mean these people paid the price. Paid the price. But as far as receiving us, oh my goodness, they. Uh, I think the classic was they built a new outhouse for us, knowing we were coming. <laughs> anyway, yeah. it was uh, it was special.
0: Yeah, one of the trips that we went on to to Nicaragua. Uh, you know, we took some guys there. That could do many things, and one of the ask, they were asked two guys to build an outhouse. Yes, and it was you yes. know their privilege to do so. But when you go on a mission trip, you better be ready to be a little bit versatile, hadn't you, Nathan? <laughs>
1: oh, flexibility a lot. is the key. A lot, yes,
2: flexible. That's it. Yeah. So um... my girls hate that word. <laughs> I shouldn't say that,
1: but they've grown up and they're flexible, Nathan. You know. So, um, you as a pastor, um, you know, part of your part of your responsibility is to is to lead the people, serve the people, lead the people. Um, do you have any stories about some of the maybe a happy church member who who discovered some happiness oh, yeah. on a mission trip or something like that? Or let me tell you about my first church.
2: We had a lady seventy two years old. When she was 22, her husband died, left her with a kid. She never remarried. She raised that child all by herself. Didn't have a lot. Uh, She came and joined our church because uh, we were very close to her, but uh, she lived in what I call the projects. I mean, it was an apartment building, uh, government subsidized. Uh, Somebody came out of there every weekend shot or beat up or something, it seemed like. Uh, But she, it was the best she could do. Uh, She uh, came to me one time and said, you know, I've got arthritis. I can barely drive. Is there anything I can do? And I said, I don't know. Let's pray. She came to me. we, We had nominating process. Couldn't think of anything for her to do. She came to me and said, there's assisted living right down the road from me. Do you think I could do a Bible study there? I said, well, sure. She said, but I've never done a Bible study. I said, well, I tell you what, let me go ask first. And the director said, sure. So she grabbed me and said, you come do the first one because I don't know what I'm doing. So I went in, and when I got through, she said, I could have done better than that. <laughs> and she kicked me out. four weeks later, she gave the plan of salvation and had four of them respond. And she just took off. She did. Um uh, to say the least, she was excited. She was happy. And speaking of giving, this blows my mind. She, uh, We had a couple that gave 37% of our income. This was a church start. She uh, and they left. We built a new building, and anyway, they were gone, so our finances were not real good. The uh, treasurer got up one Wednesday night and just gave a report and said, here's where we are. And we were several thousand behind. The next day, he called me and said, somebody's given enough, we're even now. And I don't know why, I just knew it was Miss White. I went to her apartment, and her finger bent about three different directions at once. I told her, we can't take your money, we're supposed to help widows and orphans. She pointed at me and said, I didn't give that money to you. I gave it to God. Sit down and be quiet. (laughs) And even though I was in Northeast Ohio, I said, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And you know what happened right after that? She found an apartment complex for senior adults, brand new. On the floor were four ladies she had graduated from high school with. And it was cheaper than the dump she was in. (laughs) You know, and I, I remember thinking, God's taking care of his own here. Yes, he is. He has done it
0: many times. Yes. Again, our guest today is is Dr. Terry Couture, re- written the book, The Secrets of Being a Happy Church Member. You can do it by going to Amazon and list, we haven't got a lot of time, list some of the other qualities. Uh, we, we know that giving is one of them,
2: participation is one of them. What are some more? Uh, celebration celebrations one of them. Uh, there's something about celebrating with other people that feeds us. We know that at football games. <laughs> oh my goodness. there's something about being in a stadium full of people cheering for you that there's a home court advantage we understand. Well there's that's true here too. Um, one of the things uh, is um, I wrote in there a whole chapter on music. Uh, Music is huge in the Bible, and uh, music touches your heart in ways that nothing else will. And being around good music, not just at church, but uh, a lot of places. Um, Gosh, having good Christian fellowship. Oh, man, fellowship.
0: I remember being at Blue Mountain College. Dr. Travis would say, James Travis would say, fellowship is two fellows in the same ship. Growing the same way, you know, so that is good. Well, Terry, thank you for being with us, and uh, we pray that God would continue to adjust you to, quote, what retirement is. I'm not sure you'll ever find out, brother.
2: Well, when you find
0: out, you let yeah, me know. Yeah, well, okay. I'm going to keep on going. Nathan, there you
2: go.
0: uh, we want to be joyful
1: and let that joy work out into happiness in our life, don't we? Amen. And, you know, we ultimately that's found only in knowing Jesus, And uh, as we uh, follow him out of our self-centeredness into participation in the life that he has for us.
0: Thank you again for listening to Exploring Missions here on AFR.